<laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I am Mr. Warren Hayes, and man, oh man, don't sound effects make everything better? Just like just like starting this episode of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, which is the, the SmackDown Live recap for the SmackDown Live edition of April 9, 2019. It is the SmackDown Live after WrestleMania. And uh, I I welcome you all to a, to a, another part of the show here. Let me get myself all settled up here with my little my little back cushion for uh, extra lumbar support that I had to take away for the opening bit here that you all saw right here on YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Especially if you saw it live, right? Right? Isn't that thrilling? <laughs> thrilling stuff because I do these live every Tuesday night, 10:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, start them off with, um, with, with, uh, with usually something more, more, uh, apropos as far as entrances go. But tonight, tonight I felt like, I felt like creaky sound effects were, uh, well, apparently they're all the rage now with all the kids. And as you can tell with the live chat, because there's a live chat, there's a live chat every, at every live episode of the Mr. Warren Hayes show. When is there not a live episode of the Mr. Warren Hayes show? It doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Every episode is live. And we have uh, we have a bunch of folks here tonight. We have Shane Haas, who is with us, B- the most handsome mod, Blaine Mendoza, the most uh, beautiful mod, Kristen Ashley. RJ is here, Kevin Carroll as well. Um, we have Robert Larry as well. Uh, 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 who else? Who else am I missing here? I, I, did I say hello to Kevin Robert Larry? CM Phil is here as well. We have a bunch of folks. Thank you all so very much for popping in again this evening. And if you're not watching... It, oh, hang on a second. Wait a second before I get into that. If you are watching live right now, do consider giving a thumbs up on this video. Uh, and uh, if you're... Uh, or, or tweeting the link, the link out as well. Um, uh, twink out. Twink. 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 <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with me? Tweet, tweet out the link. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. So send that out into the universe. Let's get some more people in here. Let's get some, let's get some more folks here. And if you're not watching this live, well, you can still give this a nice thumbs up on, on YouTube, and that's really appreciated. It is. It's silly. It's a silly thing to do. It's a tiny, tiny gesture, but it does help the video. It does help uh, the video. Uh, whatever I'm doing here, progress within the YouTube uh, algorithm, and it, man, it helps out a great deal. Uh, you have no idea how it's so easy to just do that to support what I do, or if you're watching this. Uh, so if you're anytime you're watching this, whether live, whether uh, just uh, thumbs up the thing, that's fantastic. And you can also listen to the Mr. Warren Hayes Show uh, on your favorite podcasting application. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeam, Himalaya, whatever. The Mr. Warren Hayes show is there. All platforming. You just type Mr. Warren Hayes. And then once you're there, a great way to support it is to drop a review, a follow, a subscription. Whatever the whatever the platform uses or a heart, a like. Whatever the platform uses, the application uses to... Uh, to show support, just do it. And it, it's so simple and it's easy and it helps. Every little bit helps just to grow the show, make it, help it reach out to more people. 
Because I have an ego, it needs to be fed. <laughs> you can ask certain people in the chat how my, you know, what kind of ego I have. Ooh, look at the, the camera's blurring. Camera is having trouble with zooming. There we go. Seems to be settled now. Um, so there we go. So that that's fantastic. Uh, and 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 as always, as usual, I appreciate your support. I appreciate everyone being here. I think we're going to have a good time tonight talking about SmackDown Live. But before we do, remember tomorrow night is Wednesday. I do my live. 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK recap show. Not here, though. I do it on FightfulSelect.com, the premium service to Fightful, your number one destination for all combat sports-related news, including pro wrestling, boxing, and mama. 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 So uh, if you want to... So uh, you head on over there, you head on to Fightful, you get all your news. But if you want more content especially wrestling related content you you sign up to fightful select and then you get a whole bunch of extra podcasts you get my review you get uh, uh retro reviews that sean and i sean ross Sapp and i do uh there's steven jensen who does a weekly uh, podcast called the weekender where he covers non-wwe programming you get a dark match commentary you get uh, uh, uh scoopsies little previews and stuff you get uh we on 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 select there we get all sorts of news being broken before any everyone else uh before it actually pops up on the on the free site so check it out it starts at five dollars a month and it is a fantastic not only a fantastic but the best way to support fightful uh and and help it grow you know it's it's crazy how people have the the perception of fightful being like this monolithic juggernaut I might be slightly exaggerating, but, uh, you, you know, like, it, like it's this huge site, uh, that's been operating for eons, you know, and, and that's fantastic, but the site is barely even three years old. It started in 2016. It's still very much growing and we appreciate everyone who supports us over there. So, uh, so feel free to, to go ahead and do that. Uh, and one good way of doing it is, uh, you know, subscribing and coming to, to watch my show every Wednesday night and I do it live as well just like I do here uh, so that's fantastic and then I'm uh, so yeah, I'm doing more stuff this week I'm recording more things uh, I will be joining um, I'll be joining RJ my pal my pal RJ who's in the chat he's invited me on his uh, podcast uh, called revisionist booking where we we're basically going to tear down a card uh, an old card uh, and rebook it, reuse the people who were on the card there and rebook it to something more tasteful. And we're, do <laughs> we're doing, um, we're doing WCW Spring Stampede 1997. Uh, that should be a blast. I'm recording this on, on Thursday. And then this weekend, uh, I will, I will also be recording an episode of, uh, Why We Watch, which is, uh, Darren Kirkby's, also known as Mag's um, uh, Darren has a, is that's his podcast that he started where he, he basically interviews uh, wrestling creators, wrestling fans, um, wrestling content creators, I should say, um, and uh, gets to know why they started watching wrestling. You know, we sort of uh, dig uh, dig in. It's gonna be like an interview uh, kind of thing. Uh, Darren does a great job with his uh, with his podcast. His it's always super interesting. So I'm gonna be recording that this weekend. Plus, there's a new edition 
of the uh, the division, Fightful's uh, podcast on uh, for women's wrestling. Uh, that's happening this uh, this weekend as well. Uh, so um, lots of stuff happening. Of course, the the division is is Kristen Ashley's uh, podcast. I want to put that over very very clearly. Uh, it's not mine, but it's a fa- it's fantastic nonetheless. So be sure be sure to to tune in for all that great stuff. Lots of stuff popping up. Your boy Warren is spreading himself thin, as per usual. <laughs> So, uh, so Blaine right now is watching 205 Live and is um, enjoying posti- posting spoilers in the chat if you're interested <laughs> regarding that. Um, uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, so there you go. I hope everyone's having a good time tonight. I hope everyone in the chat is having a good time tonight. I'm going to tell you one thing. I feel like I'm going to have a better time tonight with with you all here in the chat and here watching and try entertaining you regaling you with words than i did watching smackdown live tonight i thought it was a bore oh boy that was a that was a bit of a bit of an uninspired edition Let's get into it. We'll talk about it as we go along, I guess. Just talk about it as we go along. We'll start off with the new day. Coming to the ring. Nicely decorated ring to celebrate Kofi Kingston's uh Kofi Kingston's brand new, uh brand, freshly acquired WWE championship. The audience is super hot for that. You know what I don't understand? I'm going to tell you guys. There's um yeah, how you doing Richard Storm? Uh there's a lot of uh there's a lot of people uh, on Twitter and I've seen this take happen so much. People going around saying, you know, oh uh, you're putting the, the belt on the flavor of the moment Kofi Kingston, you know, uh uh, you know, instead of uh, actually building someone, you're just gonna put it on, you know, on some dude, you know, who's uh, who's popular right now. And I'm like, what? And I've been like, I saw this take once, like uh, on Monday, like Monday morning or something. But they're proliferating. I'm seeing these takes more and more. This idea that we shouldn't put the title on Kofi because he's some kind of flavor of the moment. Listen, listen, you, you cold, the, you cold take experts. What WWE here has done is something that every wrestling promotion should do. And it is take the time to listen to crowd reactions and book appropriately so that people will get excited about the product and actually pay money to either subscribe to their network or buy tickets to go see a show. They're doing exactly what they should be doing. Now, yes, Kofi's uh, uh, ascension to the WWE Championship was a bit of a uh, a, was happenstance. You know, you can sit here and ponder all day. Well, what would have happened if Ali hadn't been injured? Ali was injured. Mustafa was injured. Um, 
There, so, so there's no reason in trying to retro book this. This is what happened. Okay, they pivoted whatever plans they had because they saw a groundswell of support. They saw the organic build, and they're like, you know what? Let's let's make some money with this. And there's no thing about this being a flavor of the month thing, especially considering that Kofi has been in the company for over a decade, and he is currently um, the longest tenure, tenured or uh, the uh, what was the stat? Uh, the 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 uh, wrestler who's had the longest consecutive tenure. Or, or, or stretch of time, like uninterrupted stretch of time in the company right now. Like hasn't taken any breaks, hasn't been on, you know, because of an injury or whatnot. He's been like 11 years straight wrestling for WWE. So it's not a flavor of the month thing. This is just like a natural progression. And it's also proper storytelling. And you can say whatever you want. And I said this on on um, on the uh, the WrestleMania review that I did on Fightful, which you should go check out if you want my full ref- re- WrestleMania thoughts, uh, over on Fightful.com, not select, just plain old Fightful. Um, we have to, as much as we like to, or uh, not necessarily like, but as much as we critique and 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 take exception to what WWE sometimes uh, do, sometimes we have to uh, occasionally take a moment. And be like, you know what, WWE, you've done good here. And as far as Kofi Kingston goes, right down to the bloody match, everything was done really, really well. And congratulations, WWE, for listening to the room, doing something that the people would get into. This is fantastic. Right? Right. Now, I don't understand. So I don't understand what, what, what these takes are. I just wanted to put that out there. Like, it's really strange. And I know this is a minority of people because the majority are really digging this, but it, it just blows my mind that some people are like, well, WWE needs to listen to the rumors. And then when they do, it's like, oh, flavor of the moment. Um, yeah, Blaine says, I have a feeling those same people saying that shit don't remember Kofi being Jamaican. That's that's probably a very that's a that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Uh, anyway, so the so the new day are in the ring. The ring looks lovely. Have you noticed how lovely the ring looked? I love me a lovely looking ring. Uh, nice blue mat. They had colorful drapes over the turnbuckles and a beautiful balloon uh, uh, rainbow over the ring. It was just so perfectly new day. I liked it and it looked different. And, you know, there was a little effort put into this. Because as far as, um, you know, WWE title celebrations, you know, usually they just like put a podium, put a nice little, nice little drapery over it and then set the title on top. And then it's like, hey, celebrate. Woo. Or put a fancy chair next to it. Now, yeah, there was, there was some thought. There was some effort. It's not pyro. But we'll take what we can get in this era. Um... So basically, uh, the New Day are there, uh, and they say, uh, they start talking about, um, uh, or Big E says that uh, they were there on Raw uh, last night to make history. And I think it's uh, Xavier Woods that said, oh, you mean that nasty, that nasty full split you hit, Big E? And the crowd starts chanting, one more time. So, so Big E obliges. Oh, everything is better with Big E. It really is. 
Biggie does the splits. Um, and the crowd chat cheers and they're they're popping for it and and Biggie starts going, hey, we're heavy on time. We got to keep it rolling. <laughs> um, and um, they say uh, they say you know Kofi was close to becoming a dual champion last night like Becky, uh, but it didn't happen. And um, uh, Biggie says you know uh, you know uh, you guys know uh, know about us mostly about mostly uh, due to our nonsense. And our crude humor, which is mostly about butt stuff. It's always about butt stuff. It's butt stuff. And he's kept saying butt stuff over and over again. I'm like, uh, hmm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, what, what, what is this uh, butt stuff that he's talking about? Uh, <laughs> so, um, but they, he says they're here to celebrate the career of, uh, of Kofi Kingston. You know, they're, they're being serious a bit here. Xavier Woods says, you know, that he remembers watching Kofi debut and when he finally made it to WWE and met Kofi, it was like meeting one of his heroes. And uh, Xavier is one of the most, uh, you can tell when Xavier is one of the the better, um, one of the better performers that they have, at least as far as mic work goes. You know, they, you can, you know when he's being goofy, but man, he can turn up the sincerity and the earnestness like on a dime. And it felt very, very uh, heartfelt. Uh, Biggie says that the the bond they share is to reshape the culture and change history, and that's what they did on Sunday. So, on behalf of everyone in the WWE universe, congratulations and thank you, Kofi Kingston. Kofi says that this wasn't in the cards, but here they are. He gives a shout out to his family who was there, putting over his son, who was a a hallmark of um, who was a hallmark of uh, last evening's uh, not last evening's but of, uh, WrestleMania, where he. Uh, he jumped on the turnbuckles and started to work the crowd and tossing, uh, tossing t-shirts into the crowd, which, I uh, which I popped for. I thought that was great, and the ch- the uh, the audience also chants for his wife, Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi. It's not a name I would pick for my kids, but it's fine. It's fine. It's easy to remember. Um, and, uh, but then the bar comes out again saying that they owe, uh, uh, saying to Kofi that, uh, he owes them a big thank you for saving his skin from Seth Rollins last night because he was about to lose, uh, the title and, uh, they offer up a six man tag match saying that they made a friend over on raw. And that friend is none other than Drew McIntyre. So, you know, that stuff made me happy want to say hello to less more in the chat jpq and anthony from smart to death whole bunch of whole bunch of great people popping in glad to see you less i think uh well i think it's the first time first time you have the opportunity to pop in good to see you sir um so there we go so where's it so 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 at least tonight they're setting up the main event as a tag team match instead of getting our hopes up and then swerving us. Anyway, this was a this was a fun a fun little segment. I I enjoyed it. Um, I think it would have been just a a little more special if we hadn't if we hadn't seen Kofi the night before. Uh, I I think that would have been. It would have added to the moment just a just a little more. Um, 
of course, Anthony comes into the chat and starts talking about eating booty, and I'm not going to read his uh, whatever he's talking about because I don't understand. CM Phil says that video of Big E making Xavier laugh when he was about to cry is why the New Day is special. You can tell they're real friends. Absolutely. And I will have said it once and I will say it again. Never, ever split up the New Day. Never, ever. Next, we have uh, an, another six-man tag team match. Alistair Black and Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. <coughs> Versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Rusev, and Andrade Cien Almas. I'm I can't get used to these single to 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 just the just the names. I'm glad to see, I'm glad to see that Shinsuke is getting as much mileage as possible from his uh, Carmen San Diego pup tent. That's really really great. The match starts off with uh, Ricochet and Nakamura going at it. Nakamura gets some strikes in, but Ricochet does his uh, rolling head scissors drop kick. Uh, routine. Nakamura then with a spinning kick allows Rusev to come in with some stomps and not only with some stomps but some Rusev Day chants so but of course we're in Brooklyn they do whatever they they chant whatever the hell they want. Combination knee lift uh, suplex by uh, Rusev and Nakamura follows. The heels are doing a good job keep, keeping Ricochet in, uh, in their corner who yeah Ricochet pretty much the baby face in peril for this match. Ricochet hits a neck breaker on Rusev and tags Mustafa Ali in. Pop-up dropkick follows. Uh, Black then comes in with some strikes. He and uh, Ricochet then does their double-team combination knee strike and dropkick uh, moves. Black does the springboard seat and is joined by uh, by the two, uh, the two other dudes who all sit cross-legged in the middle of the ring. Always gets a good pop from the crowd. Uh, who else would they get a pop from when you think about it? Back from commercial, Rusev has uh, has Mustafa Ali in a bear hug. Thank God that happened during the commercial because it didn't last for long. Ali gets clotheslined to the mat. Black and Andrade come in next. Uh, combination offense by Black. Lion Salt covers Almas, but Shinsuke uh, and Rusev make the save. And that allows uh, that allows um, uh, Ricochet to hit a missile dropkick on both dudes. Ricochet then goes to the outside. He moonsaults off the barricade onto Rusev, but he gets kicked down by Nakamura. Black then waits for Nakamura to come, come back, uh, or at least jump up on the apron. And he kicks Nakamura, keeping him out of the ring. Uh, he gets rolled up by... Uh, he gets rolled up by almost though, he being Aleister Black, but he kicks out at 2.9! Mustafa Ali gets in, hits a reverse Rana on Almas, hits the 450, and gets the pin the pinfall cover and win. So we're all applauding the great job of the baby faces here until Randy Orton comes out of nowhere with an RKO. That just plants Ali in the middle of the ring. Rusev then comes in and sort of sort of taunting. Mustafa Ali, and then Kevin Owens comes out of nowhere and hits a stunner on Rusev, who sold it very comically, <laughs> and uh, and 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 that's that that was the the opening segment. I got to tell you guys, this is probably my favorite segment of the evening. Uh, spoiler alert: I thought the rest was a uh, was a, 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 a anyway. We'll get to. It. But uh, here's, okay, thoughts, thoughts. 
I'm I'm going to repeat what I said last night uh, regarding Alistair Black and Ricochet. I feel they're going through the motions here. We're getting we're we're essentially getting the same thing over and over again as uh, as far as their routine goes. And I I'm not a fan of it. And uh, it I it's only it's only because we've been seeing them on Raw and SmackDown both shows every week and it's you're start you not starting we we are feeling the formula to their matches and that's starting to get to me because Alistair and Ricochet are oh boy so much more talented than just uh than just a, a couple of um just running through a a match script uh they should they really should uh, let these guys go I at this point, I still think they should split them up. I'm hoping the brand split will split will split them up. I really do because I think that they, the way they were brought in to to main roster as a tag team. At first, I was really really skeptical, but it turns out that it was the best thing for them to do. It got them over. They're ready to go on to their single stuff. Let's. I'm crossing my fingers that next week at the superstar shakeup, the international superstar shakeup. Uh, I hope that they, uh, I hope they split them up. I really do. Um, second thought here, Randy Orton coming in, doing an, uh, an RKO out of nowhere. Kevin Owens coming in, doing a, a stunner out of nowhere. Is just, are we just, is just, is, is this just some mindless way to get both guys on the show really, really easily? Or is this like Kevin Owens playing, playing, uh, trying to one up Randy Orton? Because I can go for this feud, like a babyface, uh, a babyface Kevin Owens, and a heel Randy Orton, and they're just trying to one up each other, just with their with with the with these surprise out of nowhere finishers. I'd be I'd be fine with that kind of uh, with that kind of approach. I I'd really I'd really like that. Uh, how how are you guys doing? Uh, how are you guys doing chat here? Um, CM Phil says uh, the crowd singing Nakamura's theme tonight reminded me that uh, Shinsuke is still over and they should do something with him. Shinsuke is one of these wrestlers that um, kind of like Bailey. You want me to start talking about that, about, about Bailey again? Uh, that, uh, that the audience is just waiting for a reason to cheer for them. Just waiting, waiting for a moment. Um... Les Moore says that he agreed with me regarding Kofi appearing last night, stealing tonight's thunder. I think, yeah, I think it was a, um, I think it was a little, a, a little slow. Um, let's see here. And, um, oh, we'll say hello to, uh, to sports things shows and, uh, Andrew Thompson, the, f of, of fightful fame is here. Good to see him. Robert Larry says Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens rivalry confirmed. I would love to see that. And and John, John Baez. So good to see. It feels like old homie night tonight. John, I'm really glad to see you. I hope everything is going well. Uh all right. Let's move on. We get a, the Usos cutting one of their uh trademark promos on the Hardys cuz we're getting the Hardys or we got the Hardys versus the Usos tonight that if if that's 
I don't know why we didn't get it at WrestleMania. Probably to give the Usos another WrestleMania win. That'd be my only logic at this point. But hey, after this promo, we got R-Truth and Carmella in the ring. R-Truth uh, puts over the fact that not only did... Uh, not only did we get the largest seven-second dance break in history at WrestleMania, he also says that Carmella defeated Andre the Giant at the Royal Rumble. (laughs) I thought that was a perfectly delivered line. I God, he's he's so he's really funny. Carmella takes the uh, takes a moment to uh, put over the fact that she at some point in her career she was Miss Money in the Bank and she was um, she was SmackDown Live Women's Champion and uh, but she says you know so much has happened within a year and she said she's made a really really good friend hasn't she uh, and uh, and uh, all this uh, friendship talk brings Joe. As in Samoan Joe, Samoan Joseph comes to the ring, and he uh, he's got that killer eye, uh, look in his eye. He hits the ring, and our truth, he basically tells Carmella to hit the bricks, and he goes straight for Joe before he actually gets into the ring. He drop kicks him. Uh, Joe though avoids his scissor kick and gets the Kakina clutch on him and tosses him out of the ring. And Joe takes the microphone. De- no, sorry. Demands a microphone. That's what Samoa Joe does. Says, what stands before you here is a man who destroyed Rey Mysterio under 60 seconds. I may take less time to beat up every other superstar in WWE. And out comes Braun Strowman. Out comes Braun Strowman. Joe goes right after him. Uh, goes right after him. They 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 go right at it. But uh, but Braun avalanches Joe. He um, he avalanches Joe. Goes after him again. But Joe boots him. Then jumps on his back and gra- hits the Kokina clutch. But Braun gets out of it. And here's something interesting. And Chad, I want to know what you thought about this. Um, Braun tries to power slam Joe. He try he tries to lift him into the power slam. Now. It looked like Joe was legit, not Joe, excuse me. It looks like Braun was legitimately unable to do it. I don't think it was a storyline thing because here's a guy who flips, he flips semi-trucks and limousines, not uh, limousines and ambulances around. I don't think he'd have all that much trouble, like storyline, lifting uh, Samoa Joe, but he he did seem to have trouble. And I don't know if it's Joe who deadweighted him I don't know what you guys think about this. Uh, I'm I'm a little perplexed at what happened. Commentary did a good job saying, you know, that old Braun had couldn't lift uh, Joe up, and I don't know if that's just to establish Joe as a as a behemoth. That you know, but there's there's a disconnect if they're trying to, if that was actually uh, um, planned in storyline for for Joe to not be lifted. Because like I said, like Joe, uh, Braun does feats of strength. It doesn't make sense that he won't, we wouldn't be able to lift uh, to lift Joe. I got to tell you guys, just like sports and things in the audience, in the uh, in the chat, the audiences, if I'm in like in, in the live crowd, it's some comedy club. That'd be the worst comedy. That'd be the worst evening of comedy starring Warren Hayes. Um, 
sign me up for Joe versus Braun. If there's one good thing that can come out of the superstar shakeup, it would be exactly that. And I got to tell you guys as well, if you're a regular viewer of the show, you know that I hate the way that they've been booking Samoa Joe forever. <laughs> that finally, you know, Joe, Joe's been getting, he got the U.S. titles, been got, getting some big wins, got a, a big pay-per-view win. Joe needed the, the, the WrestleMania victory. So now when he comes to the ring and he destroys people, it actually seems credible now because he's able to win the big ones. So I'm I'm glad about I'm glad about that. It feels it just feels completely natural. I'm good with that. The iconics then come out. They try to shake Braun. They, they cross paths with Braun. They try to shake his hand, but Braun uh, Braun apparently has no time. He has he's got attitude. He has. He doesn't want to shake no hands. He just wants to give them. Have people get them. Doesn't want to shake them. So uh, the Iconics uh, come to the ring with their newly uh, newly acquired women's tag team titles. They got a promo. They say they defied the, all the odds to uh, win the tag titles. Um, but, um, and, the, and, and they're going to be fighting champions and they have set up their very first match this evening against one of the best tag teams in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, against Carissa and Kristen, the Brooklyn Bells. Yeah, you know where this is. I mean, there's not much, there's not much of a match that happens here. Um, uh, there's not much of a match that happens here with, uh, it's, it's a squash match. They're jabronis. Of course, the, of course, unexpectedly, the only one of the two, um, Brooklyn Bells who does get a modicum of offense in is Kristen. So... Of course it has to be Kristen who gets some offense in. <laughs> um, so basically the Iconics, uh, the Iconics uh, do their stuff and, and they win. Not a, bad not a bad showing by the Iconics. I hate their finisher. I really do. It doesn't, it doesn't look good and uh, it's convoluted and I, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. They should change it. Please, 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 please. Uh, and I'm really hoping that this uh, that this uh, title run for the Iconics works out really, really well for them because um, because they do good work. And I think as far as uh, as the tag team goes, they're um, not as far as the tag team goes, but as far as champions, I I said it last night, or I said it at um, at my WrestleMania review over on Fightful. <clears throat> I would much prefer like Sasha and Bailey chasing the Iconics for their titles back than chasing Nia Jax and Tamina, also known as the Charisma Vacuum. One other thing of note here was that Paige was watching the match backstage. So it's always good to have Paige hanging around your roster. And she says that next week she will be 
bringing an impressive tag team of her own to SmackDown Live. And chat, I want you to, I want you to jump in here. I want you to, I want you to, uh, to tell me who you think they might be bringing in as, uh, who Paige might be bringing in as a tag team next week. Now, does this smell like Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai being called up to, uh, to main roster as the Sky Pirates? Sure, that could be possible. Um, you know, they could just be throwing two other women together, right? They just could literally just scoop up two uh, two women uh, from Raw and SmackDown and just make a tag team out of them. Like it could be, they could just be putting Dana Brooke with um, someone else. Who could they put Dana Brooke with? I don't know, look. I'm just spitballing things. Like on one hand, I want to, I, I want to be, uh, I want to kind, I, I kind of want to be optimistic about it and be like, oh, that'd be great if they had like a really exciting women's tag team come up, like the Sky Pirates. Like Kyrie is, Kyrie's ready for Maine. She's been ready for so long, um, and you know, people on main roster now know who she is. And she would again, she was in the women's uh, battle royal this week. You know, they, it's it, it's time for her. It's good for her to be up on on main. Um, but you know, it just could be anyone. And it, it, you know, it could be just a lot of smoke and mirrors, like WWE is very capable of doing. That being said, you know, there's there's a reason why they're calling this the international. Superstar shakeup. They're they're always using they're underscoring the international. So if you're just switching people around, it's not going to be very international. And I mean, there's, you know, nothing says international like Japanese wrestlers. I mean, they have to do something like that, right? So it would make sense for them to call up uh, call up the Sky Pirates. That'd make absolute sense. What are we talking about here? Uh, what are we talking about here, chat? Um, about uh, what What are your... Oh, Les Moore says Rhea Ripley and Reina Gonzalez. Oh, my God. That's... that's Since I've seen... Since I've seen them on the live circuit for NXT, they've become my dream team. Like, Rhea Ripley and Reina Gonzalez, honestly, is exactly... And I've said this before, but I'll say it again. They're, this tag team is exactly what WWE would what WWE wants Nia Jackson Tamina to be. That's it. But Reyna and Ripley do it successfully. Um Maven Glean says the Sky Pirates, by the way. Hello, Maven. Um Blaine Mendoza says he wants the Sky Pirates as well, sports things as well. Uh Kristen Ashley hopes that it's Reyna and Reyna and Rhea. But man, they need Rhea still on NXT UK, don't they? Right. And I mean, it makes sense for Paige to manage the Sky Pirates because their English isn't uh, isn't that that good. And Paige, as a manager, she'd be fantastic. Uh, Anthony says Lena, well, not Lena, Lana, and a Schultz sake, Schultz. Lana and a salt shaker. Um, what about the Bellas? What about the Bellas? They're retired. Um, 
Yeah, that'll all be. Some good choices there, folks. Maven Glean says, my dad says Rhea Ripley and Piper Niven, but they just arrived. They just arrived. Ooh, Sports and Things says, uh, Mia Yim and Tanara Kanchi. Tanara Kanchi, if you're not watching NXT recently, Tanara's been in developmental for a while, and she's had a couple of outings over the past few weeks uh, where she has really picked up her game. Like her in-ring... Her in-ring presence has jumped. She's looking really, really good. There's something that clicked. She understands her character or something. They got rid of that shitty music she had. They gave her some this, uh, a remix version of it that works so much better. There's just something, something that clicked. Um. So there we go. Next, we had Shane McMahon in the biggest waste of my time that I've been through all day today. And I've been in three meetings at the, my shoot job today. <laughs> oh, yeah, he comes out with the cup. And he says, people came to see me. They filled up. Uh, MetLife Stadium and paid to see me defeat The Miz. Now that The Miz is in his review mirror, he's ready to move on. But he's still talking about The Miz and he's talking about Miz's dad. Um, and he's uh, he says The Miz's dad punched him in the eye and that's why he has a shiner. Audience chance, you deserve it. And then he does the Greg Hamilton introduce me properly thing again. Where Greg Hamilton says, you know, people, I was accosted by Brooklyn folk on my way to the arena who threatened me if I were to introduce you, Shane, in uh, in that same fashion again tonight. I don't think it, I, th I think they might be overstating um, the importance that people put on Greg Hamilton's introductions. Don't think, don't think that happened. That's very, that's very much fantasy booking right there. <laughs> um, but uh, Shane threatens him to do the uh, to do the spot again, and he, he has him go over it over and over, and he grabs him by the tie and he drags him up the ramp, and finally he does it to Shane's liking, and Shane lets him goes off. He lets him go, like Shane didn't even get some proper heel heat, like. Shoving him off the ramp or something. Like, why wouldn't Greg Hamilton take a bump for his boss here? You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's just weird. This uh, this was not uh, this was tedious. This is what I put on on on, on Twitter. I said this was very this was tedious. <clears throat> and people replied back. Said, that was the point. There's a you can be tedious in an entertaining way. There's a way to be relevant and pertinent while being tedious, but this was just, <coughs> excuse me, this this was just empty. There was nothing here. There was nothing entertaining about what I was watching. It was a legitimate time sink. If there, nothing new, and as far as storyline progression goes, nothing new was acquired from this. You know, sometimes when I, 
When I talk about storytelling, when you go from point A to point B, then from point B to point C, when you tell a story, but then WWE gives you the impression, they try to give you the impression sometimes that they're going from point A to point B to point C, but they go from point A to point B, and then they stay on point B, and point B, and point B. Well, this is exactly what happened. We're still on point B. There's nothing new that was uh, that was added to this, to Shane McMahon's character. This was all retread. It was all old hat. It's the, 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 the Greg Hamilton thing, uh, it's stuff that he's done previously. It's just a complete waste. Lazy. I'm going to start using the words lazy a lot as we start going on here. We've, then we get the uh, the Usos versus the Hardy Boys. Apparently, the well, the Usos mentioned this earlier in their promo during the evening. They want to find out who the best brothers are, who the, who the best brothers are. And of course, in the context of a pro wrestling ring, the best brothers are going to be the wrestlers who can are going to be the brothers who can beat up the other brothers, right? Whereas in real life, you know, the best brothers would be, you know, those that you can call upon, you know, when uh, when you need to when you need to move your your freezer out of the uh, out of the uh, basement and put it out on the side of the street because it's not working anymore and you just want someone to come pick it up. The best brothers will be those who, uh, you know, you who call you on a lazy Saturday afternoon to come have some some cold ones, you know, uh, at, at the at the uh, at the at, at their home, you know, and sit out on the deck under the sunlight. You know, those are those are the best brothers. Doesn't have anything to do with who are the best beating other guys up. What is this? <laughs> so the Hardys, uh, the Hardys uh, start off strong and they work uh, Jay Uso down to begin with. But um, Jay eventually gets Jeff into uh, the Uso's corner. Jimmy comes in with a punch and some chops. But the Hardys battle back. They do some double team offense. But the Usos uh, miss a spot, and um, but but they miss a spot, I should say. And Matt eats a a Samoan drop. And there was a bit of mis- miscommunication. It was the miscommunication was so obvious that even I, I think it's Graves on commentary that called it out that said, "Well, mi- rare miscommunication by the Usos here." Yeah, something was supposed to happen that didn't quite happen like it was supposed to do. Matt rolls to the outside. Um, he gets driven into the barricade by Jay. Um, back in the ring, the Usos hit a uh, diving elbow over a backbreaker uh, on Matt. Then we go to commercial. When we come back, Jeff is covering Jay Uso for two. Whoa, 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 what happened? Okay. Jimmy goes for the whisper in the wind, which I thought was really funny. He misses it. And then Jeff. Then Jeff goes up top and he hits it and covers Jimmy for 2.9. Poetry in motion follows side effect. Matt covers only gets two. He tags Jeff in, but Matt eats a super kick. Uh, Jeff rolls Jimmy out, uh, Jimmy up for a pin, but Jimmy kicks out. And then Jeff eats a super kick of his own. Jay goes up top with a top rope splash. Covers, but Jeff kicks out. And the Usos are shocked shocked i tell you uh the uh, double top uh, double top rope splashes are avoided matt comes in hits a twist of fate swanton by jeff and the hardy boys are your new smackdown live tag team champions <laughs> 
You want to believe that. And folks, what is the absolute best way to, make, to, to put your newly crowned tag team champs over? Well, the best way to do that is to have them beaten up by a singles guy all by himself. Lars Sullivan comes out, goes after the Hardys, heats the freak accident on Jeff, he slams Matt down and hits the diving headbutt. I'm not going to go into my diving headbutt rant again. You can check that out tomorrow. Uh, on my, not tomorrow, but on my, yesterday's episode of the Mr. Warren Hayes show. But um, that was dumb. And the match was fine. It was just a little uninspired. And it's, it, I think it's a bit weird. I think it's a bit weird that they're putting the titles on the Hardys. The Hardy. Uh, the Hardy saga over the last year or so was really strange with Matt apparently retiring and the rumors of Jeff's injuries. And I don't, I don't understand. Like the Hardy boys are, it's like they're in this, this bubble here. I don't, I don't get it. Becky Lynch comes out next. She gets, of course, a huge reaction. Becky Two Belts, the champ champ. She says she uh, she tried to, last night on Raw, she tried to celebrate, but, but was interrupted by Lacey Evans. And I'm going to come out here and say, ah, ah! wrong, Becky, you were not interrupted. Your promo was done. You dropped the microphone and you were making your way out of the ring when Lacey Evans then came down to do her strut thing. You were not interrupted, Becky. You trying to pull the wool over our eyes, Becky? You think you can, now that you're champ, you can just say anything you want? You can you can say all sorts of garbage? It's not going to fly with me, Becky. I'm going to keep you honest. I'm going to keep you to a higher standard, Becky. Becky! Anyway, so she says there's a tsunami of challengers on the way. She says, bring them all on. It was... It's, uh, if I have to beat everyone, take more beating, sleep with one eye open for the rest of my career, I will. It was n pretty much a rehash of her promo from Raw. And she starts walking back up the ramp. But Lacey Evans runs in and blindsides her and cracks the women's right across Becky's face. Which Becky sells tonight because the women's right is her finisher, Lacey Evans' finisher. And there's a bit of a stare down. Um, very lazy stuff, if you ask me here again. Nothing, nothing in, in inspired here. This was uh this was some lazy, lazy booking. Because it's essentially what happened on Raw last night with a just a twist, a wee twist. But uh, yeah, that's mostly what I thought about this episode tonight. I thought anyway, I'll, I'll get to that. I'm, I, I feel like I want to talk about it too much. Sports and Things says Usos to Raw. That'd be interesting. CM Phil says, I saw someone on Twitter say now that the shield is over. Roman would start a stable with the Usos. I also think Raw needs a team like the Usos. Yes. Raw needs a lot of good teams 
Um, there we go. We get to our main event of the evening, which is the New Day versus uh, versus the Bar and Drew McIntyre. They're all in the ring as we come back from commercial. They're all there. The entrances have happened. We've got about 10 minutes left. Then Sami Zayn's music hits. He tries to say something, but the audience is singing his theme. And eventually he just goes and he says, uh, he lifts the mic and he says, yeah, you're not worth it. And he flips the mic and he leaves. So basically Sami Zayn has stolen Lacey Evans' gimmick. <laughs> Woods uh, Wood starts off with uh, Sheamus. He kicks an avalanche of Sheamus in the corner. A big spear by Big E follows. Kofi then knees. Sheamus is down, covers, uh, Sheamus down, covers him, but only gets two. Woods is off uh, off the second turnbuckle with a double axe handle on the arm on Sheamus's arm that Kofi is holding in a wrist lock. But uh, the heels get back in control. Uh, Xavier Woods ends up on the outside, and Drew McIntyre does the only offense performs the only offense of this entire match, hitting a reverse Alabama slam onto the commentary table using the body of Xavier Woods. Uh, back from commercial, uh, Big E is throwing belly-to-belly overhead suplexes on Cesaro. Hits a big splash, goes for the Yolo dive, but eats a Cesaro knee. Uh, he um, Cesaro goes up top, hits a crossbody that Big E was obviously supposed to catch, but he doesn't. He tumbles backward. They roll around awkwardly a little for a pin, but uh, Cesaro kicks out at two. There's the assisted white noise on uh, Big E, covers him, but only for two. Sheamus then hits a swinging backbreaker on Xavier Woods. The bro kick is avoided by a, a big clothesline from Big E. Kofi then comes off the top rope and splashes Sheamus off. Uh, he does his big dive to the outside, and the trouble in paradise on Sheamus assures the win for your WWE champion and his teammates of the New Day. This was extremely paint by numbers, and it was not halfly, half as engrossing as I'm as my expert reviewing skills might let lead you to believe. Uh, <laughs> and I actually thought this was kind of dull. And uh, you know, positives is that, you know, like I said earlier in the show, at least it didn't try to, to set up a main event and then swerve us with a tag team match. They gave it us straight off the bat. And I was like, why did they bring Drew? He just hit one move and then that was it? But then people tweeted at me because I tweeted that out and people tweeted at me that apparently uh, during the commercial, he was uh, he was removed from ringside with, uh, with some medical personnel. He looked really angry. So I'm hoping that... Um, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that Drew is okay because that would suck. But if if he's not injured and this was part of a thing, I mean, what was the point of bringing bringing Drew over? And another thing that people were tweeting at me, and which kind of makes sense, like, oh well, they're teasing they're teasing the international superstar shakeup. I'm like, 
yeah, of course, that that actually kind of makes sense. You know, whenever there's a whenever there's a battle royal, they feel the need to give us an exhibition match to make sure that we understand that people need to be thrown over the top rope. You know, they absolutely have to remind us every time how a battle royal works. So here, you know, it's like, well, why don't we tease the international shakeup? But like my boy Sean Ross Sapp said on Twitter, you know, there's been a there's been a superstar shakeup going on for the past four months. It's nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's nothing. It's n- nothing we're not used to at this point here. Babaruski, how you doing? Um, Blaine says that uh, Becky needs to put uh, needs to put Becky two belts on a T-shirt. Yep, and he has to do that fast. She, they have to do that quick because it has all the momentum right now. Um, Sam Phil says, couldn't he, couldn't we have seen any of the other women since they got screwed for the last two weeks? You know what? That's an excellent point. The only women's match that we saw tonight were the Iconics. And we instead got Shane McMahon saying a whole lot of nothing. That could have actually been uh, where we could have actually put some women in that position, in that spot there, and have them have a proper match. And that's an excellent point. Um, Dolphin Ziggler says, Becky needs to drop Lacey Evans as she's uh, doing her walk across the, uh, across the stage. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, Les Moore says that uh, Drew McIntyre is potentially injured. I hope it's nothing serious. I hope it's nothing serious. Well, I got to tell you guys, I thought this was a very lazy edition of SmackDown Live. I thought that everything was very cookie cutter. There was nothing really extraordinary, uh, aside from um, aside from the um, uh, aside from the uh, from the Joe and um, aside from the Joe Braun Strowman segment. I thought that was that that was my favorite moment of the night because I, then it because it really felt like it's something to look forward to, something fresh. It would be a lot of fun. RKO uh, the RKO and the. Uh, and the uh, Kevin Owens stunner were interesting, but purely as far as speculation goes, because otherwise it just feels really random. Um, but, you know, instead of me sitting here and harping on how lazy WWE has been, you know, they did put together, they've been putting together four days of wrestling. If you uh, well, I mean, if you want to include the Hall of Fame, like they've been producing shows, big shows, since last Friday. That's not in, then that's excluding the, the uh, the access stuff, the access matches, the worlds collide stuff. I mean, I can I can understand that at some point you're just like, look, we're burnt out. Let's just let's just move on. And I get that, and I appreciate that. But maybe they can also take that as a sign. Maybe there's a little too much content. Maybe they're doing a little too much. Trying to pack too much in. That could be something that they could just, you know, if they want to do a little introspection. Why are we burnt out? Well, maybe it's because 
you put on a takeover, a Hall of Fame, a Wrestle seven hour WrestleMania, then five more hours of uh, of live events on Monday and Tuesday. Maybe we're just a little spent. Could be. Um. But um. But yeah, you know the the uh, dis- despite the fact that they've uh, you know that they've been putting on all all these shows and you know running themselves a little ragged. Uh, I also think that one of the reasons why the show felt the way it did is because it was really a transitional show in, and that they're saving all sorts of stuff for the superstar shakeup next week. I really feel like it's a just an, a go-home show for the, the shakeup next Monday. I really do. I think they're just holding back on some stuff. But they made some questionable decisions. There was no point, no rhyme or reason to Shane McMahon coming out for his promo tonight. Not not that long. He really could have put a women's match in there. Anywho, was it? It was nonetheless a fantastic weekend of WWE programming, and you know, WWE is a huge machine. They put out a lot of stuff. They put out a lot of content. And we have a tendency as wrestling fans to crap on it because it, <laughs> then it, it just requires a lot of our viewing time. But you have to appreciate the amount of work that's put into this uh, at every WrestleMania season. It's, it's really, really crazy. It's just nuts. So, I mean, hats off for the production, for everything that they do, for the talent, everyone. It's just crazy. It's a crazy time for them. So, you know, yeah, I thought tonight's episode was lazy, but uh, I'm going to give it a I'm giving him a pass, even though it was lazy. I'm going to give you a pass, even though it was lazy. I'm going to give him a pass. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to wrap that one up on that note. Going to say, uh, say, say, say my, my, my final thoughts. No, they, they've been said my final thought. I have nothing else to add. Join me tomorrow on Fightful Select for my 205 Live NXT, NXT UK recap show. Of course, you have to be a member to do it. $5 a month. Just go sign up. You support Fightful. God damn it. Can't tell you how, how much. I can't, I can't. I keep telling you guys. Just do it. Just just go ahead and do it. I also want to thank everyone for, uh, for popping into the chat this evening. It was a fun time. Um, it's... It, Tonight was one of those evenings where I wish I could like be 100% focused on the chat and just have a, a good time with you guys. But, you know, then then what would happen on stream? You know, I could ask for a Bray Wyatt puppet. <laughs> could have could have the Bray Wyatt puppet do some stuff. Anyway, okay. I'm trying to wrap things up here. Guys, thank you all very much for watching and I will see you next time.